Open by accident, back on the internet waves. How's I'm it Matt. going? I'm good, man. I'm Nick. <laughs> hey. So, we're getting ready to go to a festival. We are. We are indeed. Uh, this would be called the Biscuits, Beers, Biscuits, and Beats, and Brews. Beats and Brews. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, this is in a little town nearby us. Uh, tiny town. Tiny town. Uh, more of like a little wine town because they've yeah. got uh, Le Bourgeois Winery there. And uh, that's where actually where we have to park, I guess, to get into this thing because right. uh, service. it's that small of a town. Yeah, they're, they're trying to, you know, be mindful of the, the town and not block uh, all the streets with street parking and stuff like that of all these ne'er-do-wells who are going to go to the festival, so... Actually, use the streets for the festival. Right. I assume, right? right. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's. I think they have a main venue for it, but I think there is different stages throughout the town or something like that. They call yeah. them satellite shows. Okay. So, but it should be a good time. It's yeah. um, family friendly. Family friendly. Uh, there's like arts and crafts. There's a grape stomping, which uh, our mom is excited about. <laughs> okay, I thought that was for the kids. <laughs> I, I, well, you know our mom. There'll uh, be food trucks. Um, yeah, obviously, biscuit truck is uh, hosting it. National. I can't remember. National Mountain Biscuit Company or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I kind of read a little bit about on the website. Uh, I was kind of disappointed that on their food truck website, it doesn't say anything about serving biscuits and gravy, though. Well, it's not really that kind of biscuit truck. It's, it's more like of a, a biscuit it's sandwich, sandwich truck. type yeah. truck. I, I saw a truck like this when I went to Electric Forest uh, a few years ago in 2016 or something like that, and it was an awesome big old stacked sandwich, but, you know, it was like... $15 for the sandwich, so obviously well, that was a music festival, so. Judging by my experience with food trucks, none of them are cheap, but the quality of food seems good. to be like a touch above like what you'd get in a sit-down restaurant. Yep. Like, I'd rather spend 15 bucks on a sandwich and enjoy it rather than go spend 15 bucks at Applebee's and be like, huh, I've already had this yeah. before. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you get I feel like, like I could have made this at home. Right, because <laughs> you get the restaurants and, and they're not really trying, whereas food trucks... They open that food truck because they have a skill in whatever they're making. You right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're special, their specialty. Making little to nothing that they have no idea how to make. So um, so there's a band that you're excited to see at this festival. Yeah, yeah. So they're the the main liner, or one of the main liners. They're called... Uh, headliner, you mean? Yeah, headliner. Yeah, I guess. Headliner. I've never heard it called mainliner. Well, one of the main bands. I guess I mix the two words together. Main. Mainline, I think, is a drug term. Main, so. Mainline? Yeah, I think that's a heroin term main, or something like or that. Main so that's vein. Um, yeah. So the, one of the headliners is uh, a post-sex nachos, which is a uh, kind of a groovy band that um, I have a couple of, so- of the songs. On Do their they playlist. have a food truck? No, I don't think so. They should. Dang. They should. Um, <laughs> late night food truck. You know, 1 a.m. <laughs> they open up. Um, nachos at the front, sex at the back door. <laughs> God, I don't know about Woo. that. <laughs> Sounds rough. But um, there's actually some, some, some bad... Uh, trouble with so the festival takes place this weekend um which is actually supposed to be the weekend of what used to be uh, a, a different festival in town called roots and blues and barbecue right um, which was held at one of the local parks in our town right and and that's been going that's for, usually like a three-day festival yeah right so is this one this one starts um well, i guess it's friday saturday sunday so yeah three days um Roots and Blues had been going on for like 20 years, I think, or something like it's that. Been a, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Um, it, it used to be a free festival, and then it became a very outrageous yes, festival. Yes, like, it, it was did. like It was like $75 a head to get in, yeah. but they were getting like big big people you'd right. recognize. I only got to go one time. I've never been. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a great time, the one time I went. Um, but it, they, I don't know the, the whole, how it happened, but they sold it off to a different company. So it became what was called Treeline Festival, which was supposed to be this weekend. Um, 
the, uh, I don't know the statistics exactly, but like I heard like instead of like $20,000 for advertising, this company was putting $115,000 for advertising. So little things like that caused them to now go bankrupt and now they're not a company anymore. So Roots and Blues is effectively non-existent. Anyway. So they bankrupt, they bought the festival and then Correct. bankrupted it. Correct. So Treeline oh, is no more, Roots and Blues is no more. So that's pretty sad. But in that place... Um, I, you know, this beats who do you, who do you blame in that situation? Because obviously the people that ran roots and blues, I mean, maybe they'd run their course and they're like, we can't do this anymore. I mean, if it's really been going on 20 years, I don't know the exact number. Yeah. At some point you got to go hang up the towel on something, you and know, I, yeah, I you lose your passion for it. But wouldn't you do a little research as to who's buying your festival? Yeah, before, see, before? I don't, I don't know the details there. I, I hope I know. that, you know, maybe they were successful in their own right at doing other things, but yeah, don't, um, I mean, we're just two dudes that don't know what we're doing. So don't take our word. Right. For this anything. is just this my is opinion. Just, on this everything. is just it our just conversation. Because I, you know, I've grown up in this town. So, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, what? it's a mainstay. Yeah. Since I was a kid, I've seen roots and blues and barbecue and now it's became tree line. I was like, okay, that sucks. You know, I missed the name. So did but tree line ever put together no, a festival? This was going to be the first tree line and now that's non-existent. So mm. it's just all gone. Okay. So, you know, people make financial mistakes and it sucks, but, but Hey, may it, this makes way for this festival that we're going to go check out. Right. And I hope the, the company, they, they, you know, Form something successful in the future, but for now, Beats and Brews and Barbecue took the place of Beats and Brews and Barbecue. <laughs> See, you I'm mean mixing biscuits, <laughs> biscuits, Beats and Brews, Beats and Brews took the place of Treeline this weekend. Triple B to hopefully bring on that that same crowd. Which so I'm if it brings the same crowd as Roots and Blues, this is going to be a nightmare of uh, just an infestation of people. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. Okay, I guess I'm just not a big crowd person but I know. i'll likes, break my comfort he likes zone. to sit at home and yell at the kids on on his front lawn but i'm gonna break him out of the <laughs> shell and we're gonna listen to some get live music have a couple of beers and have a good time maybe yeah maybe we'll, stop we'll some get grapes. our we'll get our dying parents to chauffeur us yes yes that'd be nice would be lovely <clears throat> so uh that'll be fun that's this weekend uh so that'll be like September, or is it October 1st? Was there 30? It's like September uh, 30th through yeah. October 2nd or something. No, it's yeah, the last so week we're, of September. We're going to go the main day, Saturday, because that's when the nachos play. Yep, yep. Um, so obviously this will probably be, by the time you're listening to this, the festival will be over, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, in the next time we record, we'll tell you how it went. Yeah, hopefully we have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> So I watched a couple of movies this week. Um, I'm trying to get better about watching movies I've never seen before instead of going back to the the classics. Uh, one I'm just going to touch on real quick. Um, we had started doing the View Askew uh, universe, and I did finally get around to watching Clerks 3 for the first time because I found right it on. on DVD at, of all places, Walmart for $5. And okay. I'm like, all right. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper than buying it on a streaming service or getting a subscription to whatever streaming service it's exclusively on. Um, all I'll say without giving any spoilers since Nick hasn't watched it yet is um, fan service and it does give us closure on the clerks part of that universe. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, I do look forward to, to watching it. It was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable movie. I'd watch it again. 
Okay. And I think that says a lot about a movie if you're willing to watch it again. Yeah, most definitely. most definitely. I did start watching Clerks 2 immediately after, if that tells you anything about how I felt about Clerks 3. <laughs> you're, you wanted that vibe still. Yeah, so. <laughs> still wanted them more, more of that vibe. Right? That's cool. Um, I watched a... Uh, I found footage, I guess you'd call... It's hard to call it a horror movie because it was really just about um, murder... Okay. But I watched, it's on uh, Amazon Prime currently. It's called Lucky Bastard. Uh, so a found footage movie is something in the vein of like Paranormal Activity or um, Blair Witch Project kind of, you know, brought a lot of light to the found footage films. This kind one, of first person perspective, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So this one follows a, um, a smaller uh, uh, porn company that... Uh, they run a show called Lucky Bastard where they take one of their fans, part of their like paid subscription service, and they select them to fly out to L.A. and uh, get it on with one of their popular porn stars. And then they film it. And uh, typically uh, it, it seems like they didn't show like footage of previous uh, attendees, but um, they basically lead, to, lead us to believe that they kind of make fun of the people that come out. Um, and they find this guy, and he comes out, and he fucking goes nutsos on him Shit. because uh, he says some things that scares off the actress, and then he uh, uh, basically can't perform, and then he wants the footage, uh, so they like they cut it, they call it, like take him to the train station, he's done, uh, you know, we'll call in a uh, a stud, and we'll shoot something since I had to dish out all this money for renting this house. And the cool thing is, is they're renting like this property where it, which used to be like an old reality TV show property. So there's cameras set up everywhere. So you kind of get that vibe and that explains why there's so much footage of what went, ha what happened. Right. Um, but basically the guy freaks out. He kills the driver that's driving him to the train station. He comes back with a baseball bat. He attacks the director, gets his gun, you know, he shoots and kills him, shoots and kills the the, the photographer. Uh, I, I'm just going to give you spoilers because yeah. it's not worth watching. <laughs> okay, fair. I mean, it, it, it had good production. It and, fun. Like a it, fun ride. and it was kind of fun, but it it's like, yeah, I mean, there was some nudity and there was some like, uh, like what I would call like softcore modern, you know, pornography but everything's kind of blurred out when yeah, they sh it's like they're, they're okay showing boobs but they're not okay showing like genitalia i guess yeah. that probably gets the x rating then at that point right. yeah, so they blurred all that line. out <laughs> um but um it was it was a fun ride but it's not it's not worth watching uh by any stretch of the means but anyways you know he he bashes in the head of the stud you know he kills like the the extras and um the only one that survives is the girl that he was supposed to hook up with. And, uh, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, he, they, they hook up and she kind of, you know, is playing him for a fool. And, yeah. and finally he kind of lets his guard down. She grabs the gun, boom, boom. And then that's how the movie ends. Gotcha. So, I mean, it was very predictable, uh, but it was, it was kind of an interesting take on, the found footage genre of, you know, taking something that's, you know, is kind of real and, you right. know, could, it is, is it, it's believable. That's what I want to use the word I want to use. It's believable. Um, but again, if you want to check it out, it's on prime. Uh, I didn't, 
I recognized the photographer from from another movie, but I couldn't tell you what it was. But you know, it's it's like I said, it's a found footage movie, so they probably try to find, you know, underground actors that haven't put their name out there yet. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Would you consider movies like that a horror or a thriller, or would it be a horror thriller? You know. See, it's hard to say because it's it's yeah, like some of the movies, like 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 I'm thinking like Joyride. You know, that's more of like a thriller. I wasn't but, scared that this guy was going yeah. psycho. I mean, it's 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 like a crime. In my opinion, know. horror has to have like some like outlandish stuff going on. You know, and I think the I think the confusing part is typically found footage movies are horrors, straight yeah. up horrors. Yeah, right. And this one wasn't a straight up horror, okay. and I think it tries to be, but it's not. Okay. I just thought about that. It was just interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I've been up to as, as far as movie wise. I did watch uh, the nineteen eighty eight flick Midnight Run with Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro for the first time. It's a fun ride. Uh, it's, it's not um, a great movie by any stretch of the means, uh, but it's a it's a funny buddy cop comedy type movie where he's trying to transport a uh, um, a, mo- a money laundering uh, accountant from. I think New York all the way back to um, L.A. and okay. within like four days. Okay, and uh, it it was it was a fun watch, but a, again, it's one of those movies. You know, once you see it, yeah, you're yeah. done. Right. And that's on Netflix currently. If you want to check that out, but um, uh, I don't know. I I watched it and I was just like that that role was not very fitting for Robert De Niro. Clearly, they just used him because of his fame. Because of his fame, yeah. And I was like, man, they could have found somebody so much better than Robert De Niro for being a uh, a washed up cop that's become a bail bondsman. Yeah, I mean, you got it. This was probably a money movie hunter. for for De Niro. You know, you got to yeah. you got to think back in the eighties. There's a lot of money movies for those actors where they're just they knew that their fame was going to get them roles. Yeah, it's so like it's like, hey, we got this script. Uh, who can we throw into this? Who's famous that we can throw in this role to? Uh, you know, basically bring in the business. Yep. Oh, yep. De Niro's free. Let's do De Niro. Exactly. <laughs> so I've been watching a couple of movies too. Um, the one I watched recently that I have never seen before that's been, you know, critically acclaimed was uh, Gladiator. I haven't finished yeah, it yet. Yeah, you did mention that. And, um, I, and I've never seen it. I've seen clips, but I've never sat down and watched the whole thing start to finish. Right. Which is unusual because I, I that's something of interest to me is the whole Gladiator idea. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd watched a clip recently of an interview with Russell Crowe about um, him you know, just saying about um, how every actor should get their gladiator movie, you know, because that was like the, you know, the top of the, the tier for him when it comes to fame. That's where I guess. he peaked. Yeah, it's when he, it's his peak. Yeah. Um, and so from that, I was like, man, I've never seen gladiator. So I, you know, booted it up. It was on um, Amazon, I think. Uh, and I watched the first half and I can see why. I mean, it's a, it's a great movie. It really so is. Haven't great acting. It I have not finished it. Okay. Um, I actually got caught up because the the other movie I wanted to watch recently was Inglorious Bastards, which is one of my probably top five movies of all time. I haven't seen that since I bought it on DVD, like because you know I used to go to the blockbuster videos and buy the pre previously viewed movies, and I yeah. remember buying that as when it like went to previously viewed movies like almost immediately, really, because it was like within like three or four weeks that a blockbuster would be like you know. Hey, you can buy it now for twelve ninety nine, or you can rent it for four ninety nine. I'm like, well, I'll just buy it for twelve ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, so it's a that's, that's probably, a good movie. It's probably one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, definitely top three on his list of movies. Um, it's just got a, a a really special part for me because when it came out, I was in I don't know junior high school and I was in my acting classes, and yeah. so I had one of my good friends. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think his name was Troy, uh, but he 
he was he loved the character of Lieutenant Aldo Rain, which is Brad Pitt's character in Glorious Bastards. And so he was like memorizing all the like the lines from the movie for like classes, you know, the monologues we had for our assignments and stuff. And I mean he did a great job playing Aldo Rain, so that kinda added to me, you know, the hype of behind the movie when I finally got to watch it. Um so watching that again, I mean it's just as good as the first time I watched it. It's a great movie. Every scene, you know, it's Quentin Tarantino, so Right. Right on. But other than that, uh, I need to finish Gladiator. Um, definitely a great movie. It's, it's a long one, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, uh, we are open by accident. You can catch us on Instagram. And uh, if you want to send us a question, concern. <laughs> any kind of. Op- yeah, anything. Any message of any kind. Yeah, open by accident at gmail.com. Um, with that, we're going to jump into part two of the GunCon Two for the PlayStation Two, and uh, wrap this uh, up. I think today because we kind of got through all the games this past weekend uh, so. on the Japanese side. Right. Now uh, some of the games we're going to touch on uh, were released here in the states. I just happen to have the Japanese version, and some are exclusive to the Japanese market, and we'll uh, touch on that as well. Um, but I wanted to kind of do a follow up to one of the games we played last uh, last week. Okay, because I played it again because um, I really enjoyed it. Um, that was uh, Endgame. Okay. And on the back of the box, I think we might have mentioned this in the last episode. Uh, there's a part that says unsurpassed enemy AI. Enemies react to how you are playing with exclusive hyper mode technology. And I finally experienced what the hyper mode technology is. Okay. And I kid you not, it feels and plays almost exactly the same way when it goes into hyper mode, except for the music gets faster. Ooh throws you off your balance yeah so um i did uh also dig out um out of my storage i had a couple of gun con ones and i used it on it works perfectly with the end game so you can use the gun con one or the gun con two and i really like the feel of the gun con one because the buttons move to the front of the controller there's not as many buttons but then you can kind of hold the gun with two hands using the front buttons to crouch um, so it, 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 it's a different way of playing it. Yeah. I still would love to have a gun that has like the, the recoil. Right. Yeah. The little blowback feature. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. You know, and that's, and that just shows you, I mean, <laughs> the hyper mode just increases the music. That's gotta I, be, it was it a budget n- title. But it 100%. did not, it did not feel like the game got any more difficult or the AI was reacting differently. Yeah, I was not learning. It just like is, is, and it, it basically triggered when you would kill so many enemies without getting shot. Yeah. And it and it was like basically getting through like the first scene of before you move to a different piece of furniture, like in that first scene, and then it's like oh hyper mode, here we go. And it's possible that there could be different levels of hyper mode. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe you got to the the faster music, but if you play farther, maybe they'll increase and I I mean know, it, it just or something. Well, the, that's the thing is you're in hyper mode until you get shot so many times, and then you get shot so many times, and then the music kind of dies down. But it's okay. still like the enemies are coming at you at the same same pace rate pace uh and it's not like unless maybe they're shooting at you more yeah but i don't know it it didn't seem any different hmm. but at least i knew know what hyper mode is yeah I, I think it's just a gimmick yeah all right so uh what we're going to start with here is uh the gun survivor series the gun survivor series debuted on the original playstation we did get the first one stateside which was uh just resident evil survivor uh, it was not a gun con game in the United States, but it was for other markets. 
And best I can tell from my research is that was basically because the game came out around the time uh, of the Columbine shooting. So uh, they took out the gun support because of that. Gotcha. So the game is not, is kind of got critically panned because it's originally supposed to be like a gun con game. So with that, you move to the PlayStation 2, and there's three more Gun Survivor games in that series, the first one being Gun Survivor 2, Mm -hmm. Biohazard, Code Veronica. Now, Biohazard is just the the Japanese name for Resident Resident Evil. Evil. Mm -hmm. It's Resident Evil United States. It's Biohazard in Japan. This game is uh, one of the exclusive games to the Japanese market. Um, essentially the game can be played with a controller or a gun con too. Um, but it, it was built, uh, to play with a gun con too. Uh, so the gun con two has a directional pad on the back. It's got your trigger for your gun. Um, there's the A and B, which are, um, above the trigger, not the, not at the front of the, above gun, the like trigger, but the they're within one. length of your, um, your index finger. Yep. So you can, uh, kind of easily touch them and then there's also a button under the bottom of the butt of the gun but i don't think the in the gun survivor series it used the butt of the gun i don't for think anything. it did either which that's kind of interesting uh so because well, your hands are on because this is the one that um you're moving and turning a lot with the a and b buttons right yeah so that's what it's gonna stuff. get so you strafe with a and b you move forward backwards left and right with the directional pad on the back of the gun obviously use the trigger to shoot um, and that's kind of like your action button too, to like pick up items. Yeah. So gun serve, uh, bio code Veronica is essentially like, um, what would you call that? Like a collection game. You basically have to, you know, move through rooms, collect a key, then take yeah. the key to unlock the door to get to the next, you know, scene. Yeah. From what we saw, we, we played like the first couple of levels and like, uh, mm-hmm. there's a timer on the first level. And if, if you don't get the key and get out in time, then Nemesis shows up, you know? Right. So it's not like you run out of and time and you have to restart You don't it. necessarily it's... encounter Nemesis, but he is on the map at that point. Right. I think you can run into him. Yeah. Which but I'm, we never did. Yeah, which I'm guessing you won't be able to kill him because that's how it is in the games. So Okay. Um, but um, at least sh- not until the shooting point. in the game is just kind of okay. It doesn't, It it, I mean, yeah. It was it was okay. It was it, accurate. So the weird one about this, but it is that takes a lot to kill an enemy. I can't remember the character's name that you play as, but he has dual golden lugers. Okay, right. So it kind of helps for accuracy because you're shooting basically twice on the screen every time you shoot. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because you're only shooting with one gun. Yeah, you're only shooting with one gun, but you're shooting two two bullets. So I don't know. It was it was kind of weird for me. Um, I wonder if you can use two gun cons. Probably. Yeah. Not. Uh, this this game played decent it wasn't it wasn't perfect but it was doable yeah. no it was doable it was it tough was, getting a hold of the controls with like you know not getting attacked by zombies while you're trying to right. strafe and you know move and around. i think i think the that's the problem with this it is first person that's the problem with this game that i think we had the same problem with time crisis crisis zone is maybe put more enemies on the screen and but make them one shot kills yeah yeah because that I think that plays a factor when you're sitting there and the in the shooting was very slow. Like it was like boom, boom. It was boom. it wasn't like you could keep hitting the trigger quickly to shoot quicker. 
But in defense of this game, it's a Resident Evil game or a Biohazard game, and not like a House of the Dead. House of the Dead's yeah, one shot this kill. Is, yeah, this, this this if you shoot a zombie in the stomach, he's gonna fall down, but he's gonna get back up because you have to get headshots. You know, yeah. if the liquors show up, they're much tougher, so you gotta you know make sure you're using all your firepower yeah. on them. The, I mean, so this it is makes sense. To a me. straight up horror survival. Yep. With gun con support. Yep. I thought it was pretty decent. It's it was fun. It, it was more arcadey than it was for the Resident Evil series. Right. Right. Which we'll get into with with one of the next ones. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely say this one's worth picking up if you get into definitely. the Japanese games. Now, again, I stress that it does require owning a Japanese PS2. You can have, you know, a U.S. market or a Japanese market gun con too, but you have to have a way of playing Japanese games because the system themselves are region locked. Uh, I mean, you can easily mod a North American system to, you know, break the region, but if my understanding is correct, um, this game's not that expensive. I mean, it's probably like in that $20, $25 range. What do Japanese PS2s go for? <sighs> like 100 bucks. Okay. So, I mean, it's not expensive to get into right. playing Japanese games. Right. You just have to get all the pieces. You just, yeah, you just got to get all the pieces. Okay. And a CRT. That's the one thing we didn't mention yeah. either, is we actually moved this from my 20-inch uh, PVM into a 32-inch CRT, like home TV with a flat screen, and it worked fantastic yep. for every game except for one which and, we'll touch on and to be in indifference we were sitting down before standing up makes it so, so much, much better. yeah it's, it's so more much immersive yeah yeah because you're one you know you're standing you get your arms raised so you know you get a little tired if you've been playing for a long time it's it's good time it's a good time um so the next one in the gun survivor series is dino crisis uh it's actually made its way to the united states as well as dino stalker these games are all done by Capcom, by the way, which is kind of interesting because it's a Capcom game designed to use a Namco gun. Yeah. I, f- I find that funny. Yeah. So this one is more arcadey than Code Veronica, the Gun Survivor 2 game we just talked about. Um, essentially, it takes... Uh, it's You're in the Dino, Dino Crisis um, place or whatever. The universe. Or universe. There you mm-hmm. go. Thank you. Um where you're just shooting lots of dinosaur dinosaurs. You start off the game like in an airplane shooting at pterodactyls and yeah. then you get on the ground and you're uh you know basically moving around the same kind of controls, not quite exactly the same. Uh, cuz some of the buttons are for like switching to your different types of guns whereas you don't you pick up guns but then you have to like switch them cuz you can carry multiple. Yeah, and it's arcadey in that mm-hmm. aspect where it's not like you pick up guns and you can cycle through all of them. You can only have one special gun at a time. So it's like if you mm-hmm. get it, you might as well use it because you find a lot of different special guns but you can only have one at a time. So. Yeah. And it's and it's like more of like the House of the Dead or something where you yeah. can have like rapid fire and stuff. And but it's cool like you know cuz you can sneak up on the dinosaurs cuz they're all kind of unsuspecting. You can yeah. see them on your radar. But you also have to pay attention to your surroundings and be looking around because they, they can sneak, sneak up, up on, on you. you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um I mean it's kind of got boss fights uh you know mixed into there uh but yeah. yeah you're basically progressing through the level by physically moving with the direction pad and then you know shooting stopping and shooting when you need to yeah if this helps um sell it for anybody uh spoiler the first boss was a uh, a rocket launcher battle against two basically t-rexes that were also like fighting each other so that was yeah. pretty cool to watch yeah so yeah um i i wasn't i was of the of the gun survivor series that we've played so far I was not as big a fan of this one as I was the other two that carry the biohazard. Um, well, this is more the theming. Th- is this the biohazard series? No, it's Dino Crisis. Yeah, okay, it's the Time Crisis series, so yeah. No, Dino Crisis. But there's only one game then. Dino Crisis is its own series. Oh, okay. Have you never heard of Dino Crisis? 
Well, I guess not. It's like a horror survival series, but with dinosaurs. Yeah. They yeah. made like three or four I remember of them. Seeing, I, yeah, I remember seeing them. But okay. I've just, never played them. I but took the Crisis and I I'm surprised that you're not as familiar with Dino Crisis being as that you're a fan of Resident Evil's. Because they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, but it's dinosaurs, not zombies. I've always been a zombie fan. Okay. So literally, dinosaurs are stopping you from playing Dino Crisis. It's not stopping me. It's just I would rather pick up a zombie yeah. shooter okay. than a shooter where I'm shooting dinosaurs. Do you have anything else you want to add to Dino Crisis? Uh, not really. Gun Survivor? Not really. Three wasn't, Dino Crisis? wasn't one of my favorites. No, it was, mine it was enjoyable. It was, it was playable. Uh, now, th- I think that was a, probably a pro- problem with the game, too, though, is uh, this one would be better suited as a two-player game, and it's only single-player. Yeah. And, and that's another thing is it was in Japanese, so we don't really know the backstory of the game or, or yeah, why the we, we didn't we didn't pop in the North American one, we popped in the Japanese one, because right. I do own both. Um, and then the last one in the Gun Survivor series is Biohazard, Heroes Never Die. This one also came out um, in the United States, being called Resident Evil Dead Aim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play it with a controller or with a gun con. Uh, this one feels more like a real a Resident Evil game. Yes, 100%. Um, it was kind of funny, like, midway through the game, I'm, like, using the controller to move you around while you're just shooting. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out how to... But as soon as I hit anything on the directional pad or the, 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 the controller, it would pop you out of, like, your shooting sequence. So then we figured out that it's, like, yeah, it's just better yeah, you for can, you to you can turn while, while in the gun shooting stance, but mm-hmm. you can't move. And so as soon as you would hit back, it would just pop me out of the gun thing. I'm like, ah, oh, there's five zombies on me. So if you yeah. could not do that. It did seem like the shooting was much better than Code Veronica. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and it's and much more manageable with since it's third person and not first person. Right, yeah. So you're not just thing. getting cornered. Code and, Veronica and, was first person. Yeah. Dino Crisis was first person, whereas uh, Gun Survivor 4 was third person. And most Resident Evil games are third person, so that's yeah. why I enjoyed this one a hell of a lot more. Um, it I can see this one being a struggle to play um, in Japanese. Because, you know, there's a yes. lot of dialogue in trying to figure out where you need to go because it's, like I said, more it follows a r- traditional Resident Evil so game. So there's lots of puzzles. A lot and of puzzles. if you can't read the text for the puzzles, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to solve them. <laughs> Whereas the last game, it was all arcade you know, just yeah. find the piece, you know, you can figure it out just by visualizing. The, the problem is, is the North American version goes for like double what the Japanese version yep. goes for, for so. obvious reasons. But, you know, we have the Japanese version for now, so it'll do. We'll, uh. There's always walkthroughs and that sort of thing if oh, we yeah. get stuck. Um, but I can see us coming back to this one. Um, it is a single-player game again. Yep. So, so is all the gun survivors are, are single-player, which kind of stinks, but at the same time, it's understandable. I mean, a Resident Evil game, there's not a cooperative Resident Well, there is a co- cooperative Resident Evil. Yeah, they, they started getting there with the three, yeah, you know. With, was it five? Resident Evil 5, yeah. Yeah, okay. We don't talk about that one. Oh, is it not good? <laughs> it's okay. I'm not. A, I'm I grew up with it, and it was fun, but it was it was outrageous as hell. So, so that's the Gun Survivor series. Um, really, in truth, the only Gun Survivor two is unique to the Japanese market. The other ones did make it stateside, just under different names. Um, and then the first one being that you want to get the Japanese version if you want to use the Gun Con, yeah, because it does not support it for the North American version. Right. Um, this next one also, uh, this one's this one's a must-have. That's Time Crisis 3. Yes. Um, and after we played this one, I remembered that this is the one that I that played, played a more lot of. of when I was See, younger. I played more of Time Crisis 2. Time Crisis 2 is definitely still my favorite, but this one I played more of because yeah. I think there was an arcade cabinet near near me or something. That, that so happened. this one brings a new feature that's pretty big. Uh, 
which is the weapon select. Yes. So you have you have a lot of more control over what gun you're using based on the scenario you're in. Uh, this is another duff, duck and cover shooter um, where you, you can use one of the buttons to raise and lower while you also reload. Um, the the accuracy, the gameplay is just spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is it does support uh, two players simultaneously. Um, I think this is also one that we can do system link for as well, which eventually, you know, knowing now that we can use my flat CRTs, I've got two 32 inch flat CRTs. All I need is another PlayStation two and a couple copies of the game yeah, and so uh, fun. the S 400 link cable. And we'll get like the real arcade experience on time. I Crisis see two one of three. those, one of those nights coming up soon. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we're almost there. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is the time crisis three isn't a real expensive game. And, for the most part, neither is Time Crisis 2. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Right. Um, highly recommend this one. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's got some mini games built into it, uh, like Time Crisis 2, which we kind of went back and we played some of those before we jumped into the Japanese market games. Yeah. And uh, there was uh, one that was like a timed um, like target shooting one where you're just shooting at targets, but the objective is to essentially... Um, you know, get through like the four or five stages as quickly as you can. And that's how it ranked you. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And this one has some other mini games too, is mixed in as well as the main game. So there's, there's high replayability with the time crisis games. Um, and they're probably the best gun con games for the system. Yeah. And I, and I enjoy that, you know, it's not just like a budget title where it's the one game and that's it. It's, they have all kinds of mini games. So even if you have just the one game, there's multiple things to do and not just the storyline. Right. Uh, we mainly just did the storyline, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with these uh, these next two. Um, these next two are straight up uh, arcade shooters that were that came from Namco that were designed for the Gun Con twos. Uh, the first one being Ninja Assault. Uh, this one came out in U.S. and uh, Jap- Japan as well, but again, I just have the Japanese version. Uh, this is a, a ninja themed shooter. I mean, you're using a gun and stuff, but you do pick up special weapons and stuff. Uh, it's a pretty basic, straightforward rail shooter. Yep. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. The big um, difference on this one is instead of like your normal like health boxes or your hits that you can take, you have actual health, health bar. I'm sure it's the same kind of, you yeah. know, just hits, but um, it adds a little unique touch to yeah. it. And then uh, the other one was Vampire Knight. Yes. And I like this one better, but I think it's just because I like the theming better. Yes. The aesthetic was very cool. You basically play two characters that remind me of Neo from Matrix, you know, and you have these cool looking vampiric guns that shoot whatever isn't, you know, kind of bullets. You have a strange little girl following you around. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I preferred Vampire Knight. Um, In my opinion, neither one of these are like must-haves, but they're good. Like, it wouldn't be the first gun game I would buy. Like, if you're just looking for something to purchase to uh fill the weekend or something fill the weekend time i'd go time crisis yeah i mean that's yeah, that's what you need but if you need more that's when i'd move into vampire night and ninja assault and we kind of had a conversation uh about it after we played them about like which one would you prefer you know and i think that's the case it's like you don't need them both you know but if you prefer ninjas or vampires you know pick yeah, up one they're of the so other. similar yeah that it's it, you could easily get away with one or the other. Um, I think that that the Ninja Assault goes for a little bit less money than the Vampire Knight does. Gotcha. But, I mean, I'm one of those people that have to have everything, so I have them and both. It's, and it's a good change of uh, pace, you know. Like yeah, so. yeah. It's like if we we have our get together and we want to play again, Gun Con games. 
And people are like, I don't want to play Time Crisis again. Like, well, I got Vampire Night. I got yeah, Ninja like, I, I picture us, you know, going to our parents and you bringing it with, and then you bringing out your kiddo, and you're just like, hey, do you want to shoot vampires? Do you want to shoot zombies? Do you want to shoot cops? Or just want to shoot people. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to, do you want to shoot? <laughs> That's a good transition. So, speaking of cops. Yeah. Here's uh, one that is exclusive to Japan. Mm-hmm. That is Virtua Cop Rebirth. This was so, a good one. This was a good one. Uh, what this contains is Virtua Cop 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. Uh, basically, it takes like what you're accustomed to like in the Saturn versions, and it looks beautiful. Uh, these games are pretty straightforward, simple. Um, you know, you, the only thing I disliked is, you know, having to shoot off screen to reload compared to the Time Crisis games. Yeah. But is this the one where you can kind of have the... You can use one of the buttons to reload, but it doesn't have the same feeling? Yes, I think this is the one that... That you you were reloading much easier than I was because you're just using the bottom button on the yeah on the, on the gun and never con. taking my and I was but, actually you know losing my aim because I was shooting off like yeah, a normal person because that's what you're supposed to do that's how the game was designed and this spoiled you for the, every other mm-hmm. game where you couldn't use the button you're like oh I gotta shoot off screen now just yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> so these games are very generic uh, but they're fun and yeah. they look amazing yep um, definitely similar that, to the time crisis feel of uh, the the theming you know. Um, but you are a cop this time and not a detective or whatever you want to call it. I would probably tend to say that if you have the ability to play uh, Gun Con 2 games from the Japanese market, this is a must-have. Okay. This is a po- definitely a must-have. Um, it's it's pretty straight. We had a little bit of trouble with getting through the initial gun calibration to get to Many in-game screens. because we can't read Japanese very right. well. But once we figured it out, we you know it, once you got in the game, it was easy to navigate. But getting this out of was that, the one with the bunch of bonus challenges, right? Bonus modes, right? We just hadn't unlocked them because I think you have yeah. to play through like this. Yeah, you got to play through the story. But it's basically and stuff. like you know, like little target shootings and, yep. and all kinds of different games. Which that's the, that's cool. the thing about the GunCon games is it seems like there's so many extras and mini games and added bonuses that you know gives you a lot of replayability than just playing the main game. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, the last one that we're going to touch on is, I'm not sure how to really, I guess they call it the Gunvari Collection in Time Crisis. So this is exclusive to the PlayStation 2, as well as the Japanese market, but you can buy all four of these games for the original PlayStation. So these are four original PlayStation games compiled on one disc for the PlayStation 2, and essentially what it is, is it's point blank one, two, and three in Time Crisis. We knew it in the States as uh, uh, Point Blank, but they call like the first one Gun Bullet, the second one Gun Barrel, and the third one Gun Gunbalina? Gunbalina, yeah. Yeah, Gunbalina? Like, like Thumbalina, but yeah. Gunbalina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, so the Point Blank games, which I'm just going to call them that because that's easier to say, yeah. are like party type games for the gun. Con. Yeah. It's Mario party, but on the gun. <laughs> yeah. You basically play a bunch of mini games and then it, it's, you know, it's good to play with, you know, a friend mm-hmm. because you're basically competing one, one V one trying to, you know, out outlast the other player, you know, because you play like four mini games or 16 mini games. Or I think the third option was like 32 mini games. Right. And then the best of whoever wins more of them essentially is is the victor and some of the mini games were pretty dull yeah like shooting the car 
I mean, until, yeah, until it blows until up. Until it blows up was kind of dull, but like some were really fun. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the it's point. It's like Mario Party, you know? Yeah. I mean, the some, point. There's bl- clunkers, yeah. But. There's some clunkers, but the, but overall the game played really well. Uh, the accuracy was spot on with the gun con too. Super silly graphics. Super silly characters. graphics. It, I would probably recommend trying to track down the North American versions as opposed to the, um, yeah, there's a lot of words. Yeah. Cause I was going to get into that. There's yeah. there. The two reasons are the first reason is, is when you're playing the point blank games is you don't know what the heck is going on. You can play all the games fine, but as far as like the in-between screens and the menus, there's just so much going on that it makes it kind of difficult to understand what you're doing or what you're about to do. Yeah. And the other reason I'd probably recommend staying away from this one versus getting the North American versions is Time Crisis. <laughs> because of all the games, this was the one that would we could not get the gun to cal- calibrate. Yeah. Like it was so off. Like I don't you, know what was you, going on. you'd calibrate the gun, it'd be dead on in the calibration screen. You get out of the calibration screen, you'd be wouldn't move the gun. It shoot we in the same spot, but we the were, gun would be shooting over here. Yeah, we were playing there. point blank before it just fine. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then I we got to this one and I just could not shoot anything. I'm like, I don't know if the gun's broken or what, but I was like, we just were playing with the gun and it was fine. I don't <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even take the disc out of the game. Yeah. Our, our system, you know. Made no so sense. um this four pack is is an amazing idea. And it's probably worth it just for the the point blank series. But unless we go back and revisit and maybe there's something was going on with the calibration, yeah, but if that's the issue. Crisis. If that's the issue with time crisis, that's kind of a bummer because that's a selling point. But there again, too, uh, playing the original PlayStation version of Time Crisis, it looks horrible. Yeah, Time it, Crisis Two is night and day difference. It is. It is. It is trash <laughs> compared to uh, Time Crisis Two as far as from in the graphics department. Uh, you can get past the graphics on the Point Blank series. Yeah, because they're all just you know silly. You know, the the part that I uh, wish I understood on the uh, Gunvari stuff was uh, at the very end, like it gives you like a little like random thing, and you have to click on it so it like lands on a some like some random sentence. I have yeah, no idea it, what yeah, it does, yeah. what it says, or what it says. And it's just like a cosmetic thing yeah. because that's the end of the game. Like it's not like you play on any longer. Yep. I'm like, what the um, fuck does this say? <laughs> you know, but the 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 kicker with this is this this game here, the four pack goes for like thirty forty bucks. Okay. All of. All three of the point blanks are forty plus dollar games individually. Jeez, on the pl- original PlayStation, and then Time Crisis is probably like a twenty five thirty dollar game. So you're talking about spending a couple hundred dollars compared to forty bucks, compared to like thirty forty bucks. Yeah, but if you can't play Time Crisis, that's <laughs> true. I don't know what was and what to do with I don't that. know. Maybe maybe it's a case. I know it says GunCon two support. I've got the gun cons dug out now. Maybe we try it with original GunCon. Maybe that would work. Maybe or maybe you know you know it something glitched in the uh because that was the last game that we played Mm -hmm. but it was just like nothing changed and it just that the only thing that changed was you know booting up that game as opposed to one of the point blanks and it was just like the accuracy was just terrible and the weird part was is like when we were calibrating like the first shot we took landed on the targets we're like okay it's working and then every other shot was like oh way above way below i'm like it just landed where i wanted it to to start the calibration now it's all over the place I, yeah. it made no sense at all so. yeah so it makes me think there's something wrong in the programming yeah. of yeah. that version unless there's like some scratch on the disc just on time crisis <laughs> i don't yeah that's it's hard to say who knows um i think i'm still missing like maybe one or two games 
There's um, there's another Japanese exclusive I don't have, and then um, uh, there might be like maybe one or two other games. I know there's the the Jesse James game that's exclusive to the European market, which is another like time crisis type game where it's duck and cover style, west, but Western. Fun. Um, and there is one on original PlayStation. So at this point, I think if we're going to continue buying light gun games, I'll move into the original PlayStation. We've got a pretty good library for PS2. Did they ever release a home console version of like Alien or anything like that? As far as like the shooters like yeah. this? No. Because there's so many Alien of. shooters out in like arcades and stuff with the rifles and all that. Stuff, yeah. But, but by the time those were out, I mean, the, the era had, had passed. Yeah. Okay. And then and that's another thing that we could look at is I do have um, the Time Crisis games on PS3. Um, I do have the GunCon 3 that we can use. I only have one of those. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the other Time Crisis, this is like a, it's like the Time Crisis 4 and then the pirate game mixed into one disc. I have that. Okay. Um, that but one. you use the, um, oh, I can't even remember it. It's the the motion sensor controls. Oh, but okay. I do have the, the, the gun holders, so we could we could jump into PS3, but... Yeah, this one was these these two past two episodes were mainly about the GunCon two support for yeah. the original PlayStation yeah. two, and I think that we're probably going to di- take a deep dive into PlayStation two because my uh, collecting habit of PlayStation two stuff has expanded quite a bit in the past couple months. <laughs> uh, I went from owning like maybe five PlayStation two games to I now probably have about sixty or seventy. Jesus, I, I have a bad habit. Yeah, I, I can I can tell. I can tell. But, yeah, we've talked about diving into, like, a Twisted Metal episode, and mm-hmm. I think I'm up to Twisted Metal 1, 2, 4, Black, and then the 2012, and Head On for PS2. Also, the only ones I'm missing are 3 and Small, Small Brawl. Brawl. So gotcha. maybe once I acquire those, we'll do a Twisted Metal episode. Um, That'd be fun. I like but, yeah, games. if you guys got something on PS2 that you'd like to... Um, have us check out. I might own it, or I might be interested in purchasing it, and, yeah. and then doing an episode on it. So you can do that by emailing us at uh, openbyaccident at gmail dot com, and then uh, check us out on Instagram as well. Yep, you can message us on there or add a comment on one of our pictures. Nick, did you have anything else you want to add to GunCon before we wrap this up? Man, I you know I didn't grow up with any gun cons. Uh, I'd highly recommend people check them out. It's a good, fun change of pace to the video game. Right, and, th- and that's game. the thing is we only touched on the gun con two mm-hmm. controller. Uh, we really didn't. I didn't have the gun con ones that I own dug out of uh, storage. But um, maybe once we get into PlayStation, because there's other light guns. There is another Justifier, and then um, you know if people enjoy this, uh, we can do other light gun system support because I have like the Sega CD uh, justifier with lethal enforcers one and two. See, I always want to check those out. I've never, um, I also have the Sega CD light gun that is compatible with the American laser games like mad dog McCree and who shot Johnny rock and that sort of thing. They're not very much fun. Fair. (laughs) Okay. But I think it's because the gun isn't really that accurate. Um, But I do have like the Mad Dog McCree collection that they put out on the Nintendo Wii, and I remember playing those, and it was much more accurate. And of course, you could kind of change the settings so the game isn't so hard. Yeah. So you can actually like experience the story. Well, and another one that you know we record in your game room, and you have your wall of games. So I'm always looking at your uh, 
your silent scope. So maybe we can bust those. Oh yeah, because I have the si- I have the original Xbox silent scope light rifle, which I played around with it a couple of times, and I just remember it being absolutely terrible. And <laughs> the it only looks g- terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, and the only because the nice thing is, is the the controller will break down into what is almost like the size of like a shotgun. Okay. Because it, it you can take the butt off, you can take the nose off, you can take the scope off. And then it and then it becomes Pack like a shotgun. Your briefcase for mm-hmm. you go on your and I do have I think troops. it's House of the Dead three for the original Xbox and that's okay that'd so be fun we could do that we could do that there's not near as many light gun games for the original Xbox as there is for the PlayStation the 2. PlayStation really? but the gun con was exclusive to the PlayStation two so. yeah yeah well with that I think we're gonna wrap things up for this episode and we thank you for joining us and uh, we are open by accident. So check us out on the web and uh, maybe you can go back through our backlog and uh, check out some episodes you might have missed. We'll see you on the next episode.